privilege for me to join you on this Women in Revival podcast. On this three days series, I'm trusting God that your heart will be inspired as you listen to this particular series. I was privileged sometimes ago to be in a Bible study where some young girls preteens, I think they were between ages 8 and 12 having a Bible study and their teacher was around age 13 and I was privileged to be there and some mothers so and with permission from the girls and their parents we shall be running this series a session from the girls class it's called graceful pillars so on this particular series we will be looking at becoming a girl of good quality so i am going to pass you on as we join them and listen to their discussion on becoming a girl of good quality in the use of their mouth thank you let's go over to the class so now that we are taking on this new life we are now seeing how we should be living our lives so today, as I said, we'll be doing Becoming a Girl of Good Quality. Introduction to Becoming a Girl of Good Quality. God, having this, delivered the, ch- the girl child from the offer of sin that she received in Eden's garden, her redemption must now be visible for all to see. Jesus' death for her on the cross must not be wasted because the death of Jesus Christ gave her the privilege to grow into a godly woman. And this begins from her girlhood years. When God made humans and all he created in the beginning, God says it is good, and at last he said it is very good. God will still desire the redeemed girl to grow to be a person of good quality. Girls of good quality are rare in our homes, streets, churches, and schools. In this series of Bible study, we shall explore the practical ways God wants to mature you into becoming a young girl of good quality. Thank you very much. So, from this introduction, we can see this is just, as we said, an introduction to what we'll be seeing in this book, Becoming a Girl of Good Quality. So, you know, when in the beginning, just like we have learned from the beginning of this study, we have seen that God says that we were good. He said that all of his creation was good. Because, you know, after the fall, we were no longer good the way God wanted us to be. So then he now sent his son to now bring us back to that state status of goodness and so now we're going to be seeing how we can now show this goodness what it really means to be a girl of good quality and how to grow in it because you know we're all growing here so we want to know how we can do this practically just like it says so ways that we can really show being a good quality being a girl of good quality we want to start living it out three one your dressing and your use of tongue becoming a girl good quality all starts from your heart. What you wear or how you look outwardly begins from your heart. We have many girls and older women who dress in modest ways and speak words that make people sad. God wants you as his grateful pillar to be different in your outlook and the way you use your mouth. It is also his desire to see you mature in how you use your tongue or your mouth. And he desires you to be of good quality with your academics, chores, and money management. This week, let us learn together how God wants you to be a girl of good quality. That we'll be talking about the way that we dress and the words that we speak to other people. Yeah. Well, then today we'll be seeing 
how we speak, the way we dress. I know these are all ways because you know when you look at someone, you know what do you immediately think? Do you, can you see a person's heart when you if you meet someone at school or on the street? Can you see inside their heart? No. No, you can't. So it's immediately what the person looks like, how they're dressed, you know, what their hairstyle is like, the way they talk to you, you know. Someone who's really rude, you're not going to think they're a good person. So in these ways, we need to be careful on the way, on the way we look outside and the words we use because people will judge us by that. And you know we're supposed to have a good report amongst men. We shouldn't be a person that when someone looks at you, they think that this person isn't good. That shouldn't be the sort of person we are. We should be someone that, both outside and inside, we look like a, a child of God, a girl of good quality. And that's what we're going to be seeing today. So let's just take the first verse, which is Proverbs 31, verse 25. Rent and honor are her clothing. She shall re rejoice in time to come. It's saying that, like, your outward appearance, it, like, shows, like, who you are. And she's just as, like, strength and honor, so you know like she's a good woman. Mm, yeah. So the way we dress, we should be showing strength and honor. I'm going to try and get another translation so that we can see what strength and honor is in a different way. So in good news, it says, she is strong and respected and not afraid of the future. So that's just a different way of saying it, but we can see the same thing, that the way we dress should show that we are, they should make us respected. We should be respected because we dress modestly, because we look like girls who are children of God. We shouldn't dress in a way that makes people think that, oh, this girl, look, what she's wearing, you can see her belly button, you know, that what she's wearing is way too short. People shouldn't be looking at us and that's what they see. Instead, they should be seeing God in us. We should be radiating with God, you know. When people look at us, they see Jesus in us. That's what we're supposed to be. I think we can now move on to Genesis 3, verse 7 and verse 21. Then it was as if the man's and the woman's eyes were open. They realized they were naked. So they sewed big leaves together and made something to cover themselves. Hmm. Now verse 21. The Lord God made clothes from animal skins for the man and his wife. And so the Lord dressed them. When Adam and Eve were covering themselves, they only spot God, but God covered them with animal skins and made sure they were covered. Hmm. So I think we can also just use this as an allegory, you know. So if we can see that they covered themselves with leaves, that was human beings' invention of clothes, you know. And nowadays we also have many things that many people wear. Some are good and some are bad, you know. There are some really nice, modest dresses or, you know, maybe trousers or tops. And then there are some that are not modest. You know, also we shouldn't be going about thinking that just because I'm wearing a dress, I'm modest. Because there are some very immodest dresses out there. So there's human interpretation of clothing, you know, of what you should be wearing. You know, fashion, that we should be following the latest trends, things like that. And then there is what God wants us to wear. See, God, what God wants us to wear is very different from what the world would want us to wear. Because when we go to the, to the shops, you know, when we, when we order online, instead of thinking, what, do, what would someone say about me wearing this? Or how does this compare to what someone, what someone else has been wearing? Instead of thinking that, as a Christian, as a girl of good quality, what we should be thinking is, how does what, this thing that I'm going to wear, how does it honor God? 
another person looked at me, would they see Jesus or would they be thinking of something else? So we need to be thinking, thinking through that as we buy clothes, as we wear clothes, and make sure that you look at yourself and wonder, does this look modern? Is this what God would wear, you know? Because this is Jesus living in us. We now need to act as children of God. We need to wear the clothes that Christ would wear. We shouldn't wear clothes that are immodest or that are shameful to God. So we need to make sure that we are wearing God's interpretation of clothing and not the world's interpretation of clothing. So we can also go to the next verse, which is Daniel 1, verse 8. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's delicacy, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile so what I learned from that is that Daniel didn't want to be like everybody else. Like, if if people do things, like, if the world was seeing something that somebody put on, like, social media, they would all start trying to, like, be that type of thing or do that type of thing. But Daniel didn't care what all the other men were eating. When they were eating the king's delicacies and wine, he didn't want to get involved with it. He just did whatever God told him to do. Because I wanted to eat that so he made sure he listened. Thank you, that was exactly it. That's exactly everything what that you just said. Daniel did not want to be like everyone else. He knew that the way he acted is not the way that the world would act. He knew that the way the world was acting, the way every other person around him was acting, wasn't the way that God wanted him to be. So that's what we need to also do. We need to ask God, God, what what are your standards for me? Because someone else's standards um, should not be your standards. There should be standards are something that God should give you. You should read the Bible and see, okay, so that means God does not want me to be dressing like this. That means God does not want me to be acting like this. He doesn't want me to be rude to people. He doesn't want me to do this, to do that. Instead, I should be doing this. So we can't be copying other people. You must follow what God tells us to do. And that applies to everything and anything you do in your life. Because, you know, as we grow older, we start to make decisions for ourselves. Our parents can't control us all the time. We have to make decisions on whether we're going to study what we need to study, whether we're going to wear the right clothing, whether what we even want to do when we're older, you know. These are all decisions that we end up having to make. And we can follow what other people do, or we can ask God and see, so what do you want him to do? So I think what he has said is very perfect for this verse, yeah. So now we can go to First Peter 3, verse 3 to 4. And we're starting becoming a girl of good quality. And today we're doing your dressing and your mouth. That's what we're doing today. And we've, so far, we've seen how that we should be acting and we should be dressing according to God's standards and not according to the world's standards. Because people will tell you many things that you should do, but that doesn't mean you should do it. You should follow what God tells you and not what everyone else will tell you. We're reading First Peter 3, verse 3 to 4. It is not fancy hair, gold jewelry, or fine clothes that should make you beautiful. No, your beauty should come from within, the beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit. Their beauty will never disappear, and it is worth very much to God. Now, there isn't, there isn't jewelry or makeup or hair that makes you beautiful. It is, it is. It is what is it that matters. Yes, it's not about the way we look like on the outside. It's it's not even about all these different things, you know, jewellery. Okay, sure, earrings are pretty. I like earrings. Honestly, I love jewellery. It's very pretty. I like to just look at it. 
but that's not an important thing. It shouldn't be. Because the, even the way we look, it's not supposed to be about I. It's not supposed to be about us. It's supposed to be about how can I glorify God. So in the way we dress, the things we wear, we shouldn't be thinking about, oh, the way I look, the way, you know, I want to look pretty, I want to look like this naked person that I've seen on Instagram or something like that. No. It should be about how can I glorify God through what I'm wearing and through how I act, just like we've seen that Daniel did. comportment. We've seen dressing and outward appearance, the way we look on the outside. Now we're going to see comportment. Comportment. This is how you act, how you behave or act amongst boys, how you sit amongst boys, how you talk and what you talk amongst boys and yet and amongst girls is very important. So these are questions that I want all of you to answer. We can see comportment is how we act and you know how we behave. So I want to ask all of you, each one of you, I want you to answer this. How do you think a girl should behave amongst boys and girls? How should you sit? You know, what should you be doing? Um, I think so. When you're sitting down, your legs are open, especially if you're wearing a or shirt. You should have your, you should always have your, your legs closed and like together. Okay, so Faye Kemi says that we should keep our legs closed together and not be keeping them open. Okay, so what does Tommy Soon think? That when a girl is amongst um, people, that they should that they should talk politely, and that they should, when a girl is behaving, she should behave politely, and she should listen to other people. Because she should listen to other people and be polite. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So if they, so what does Tommy Soon yeah. Tommy Soon says that we should be polite and listen to other people when we are amongst them. So, Eden, what do you think? How we should behave and how we should sit, things like that. That we should sit with our legs crossed and that we should talk about appropriate things. Okay. So, Eden says that we should sit with our legs crossed and that we should talk about appropriate things, things that will glorify God. Okay, Grace, what do you think? I think we should sit with our legs together or crossed and that we should talk about common things and nothing that we shouldn't be talking about. Okay, so I think all your answers have been 
quite similar and you are all right yes we should be sitting modestly so we should make sure either your legs are crossed or your legs are together either way the the reason why you're doing this is not just because you know oh it looks good that's not the way you're supposed to cross your legs or keep them together it's because you need to keep yourself modest and make sure that no one can see anything you want to make sure that or no one can imagine that they see anything you want to make sure your legs are crossed or kept together because that's what modesty will look like and also in the way we behave and act around around people you know the way you behave around boys is not going to be the same way you behave around girls and I think that's just it's a general thing as a girl and as a boy you're going to behave totally different so when you are around boys you need to make sure that you're careful there's nothing wrong with having a friend that's a boy but you need to make sure that you're not too familiar I, think. I don't know if you know what I mean but you know don't hug a boy if it's not your brother you know Make sure that you're not too, too. I don't know what to use, but make sure that you that you, that you keep yourself pure as well. Make sure that you you know what the standards you have and you follow them. And it's the same thing when you have friends before girls. Make sure that you have good standards because girls are one of the many reasons for other girls. You know when you have a friend, your friend can tell you all sorts of nonsense that can now turn you away from God that can make you go and do wrong things, you know. So you need to be careful. When you're around girls, you need to first of all make sure that the person you are talking to, you need to know, is this person what they're telling me? Is it good? Is it something that God will want me to be hearing? If it isn't, then you need to make sure that you say kindly that, please, I don't really want to talk about this, that it just doesn't really agree with me. You need to tell them that. Make sure you know your standards with both boys and girls. Make sure you don't talk about things that are inappropriate, as we were all saying need to make sure. So the most important thing that we need to know is to know what the Word of God says and then to do it. So we should have our standards and we should follow them. Because, you know, as we grow older, as I said, we don't always have mommy and daddy to be telling us what to do. So we, as people, need to know what we are going to do. If I'm in some uncertain situation, what am I going to do? And that is why we have the Word of God to help us. Because that is the best guide, the best place where you can find all the standards you are ever going to need, which is in the Bible. So that is comportment for us. And thank you all of you for giving your answers. You were all very, very good. So thank you for joining us to the end of this short series. I'm sure you have been challenged and encouraged as I was when I was in the class with these girls and some of their mothers. I'm praying that as we go through this last episode, the Lord will inspire your heart to be a woman of good quality, even as we are trusting our daughters to become girls of good quality. Girls of good quality are lacking. They are missing in the church of today and in our world. And I am glad that God is secretly preparing and making them ready to showcase them. So these are the things you can learn for your life and also inculcate into your daughters. So let us go and join them as we round up this particular series. If they are sending it to contact us, it is plus 44-7944-398415 or go to our website www.oakofrighteousness.com Let's join them. So now we'll be moving on to your mouth. So Proverbs 18 verse 21. The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit.
Whatever you say will come back at you, either for good or bad. Mm -hmm. What we say is very, very important. Before I talk on this, anyone else want to share anything from this verse? I'm saying that your tongue is very powerful, so sometimes it can be just one word and you could be changing somebody's life for the good, or it could be one word and you're making everyone angry and like making up problems, which means you have to be careful what you say. So what you what you both said is very right. So what we say is very important. We need to make sure that we don't say things that are bad. And a good rule to have is to before you say anything, especially when you're talking to girls, is very important because you know when you're amongst just a group of girls, it's easy to let your tongue go loose and just say anything. You know when you're amongst your closest friends, you just talk. You know you start to gossip. You start to talk badly about another person. You know all sorts of things that we can start to do when you're with your closest friends. Or even when you're with your family, that's another place where you can be likely to say things that you shouldn't say. So you need to make sure that before I say anything, I'm going to think about it. Is this good? You know, is it necessary? Is it pure? Is it right? I think we all probably know these guidelines from the Bible, but we need to actually apply them to our lives practically. We need to make sure that before we speak, we think, is this actually going to help anyone or is it going to possibly hurt anyone? Because just like Grace said, the things we say, it will, it will come back on to us, you know. Whatever we say, whatever we do, it will have consequences, whether it's good or whether it's bad. So we need to make sure that what we say is right. Proverbs 15, verse 1. A soft answer turns away wrath, but a hard word stirs up anger. But if you say good things, that good things that good things will come to so a soft answer, it will turn away wrath. If you say kind things, things that will help someone else, even if you want to give someone criticism, you can say it in a way that the person understands that, okay, you're trying to say something for my own benefit and not in a rude, harsh way that can possibly hurt the person. So everything we say, we should say it in a kind way, in a soft way. In a soft way, you know, a soft answer it will turn away wrath. If someone is angry with you, sometimes speaking kindly to them rather than getting or angry. If you speak kindly to that person, you can you can temper down that person's um, temper. You know, you can really calm a person down by the way you speak instead of riling them up by speaking rudely or harshly. Proverbs sixteen, verse twenty-four. Pleasant words are like a honeycomb, sweetness to the soul and health to the bones. Words we say affect people's mood, how they act around people. If you say something, it could trigger them. And if you say, and then being kind and nice to them by saying nice things to them, by, by being nice is the right way to go, not being rude or mean or saying bad words. Mm -hmm. Yes, you're very right. Pleasant words, we should be speaking sweet words. Words that will help a person and not make them sad or angry. You know, if someone is angry, we shouldn't now try and make them even more angry. That's not what God wants us to do. Instead, we should be giving pleasant words. And I think for many of us, it might not be that we are likely to just get angry for no reason. It might be that someone else is angry, so now we too, we now want to retaliate at them because they did something to us. But instead, we should speak pleasant words because relationships are helped with pleasant words and they're harmed 
many people may have been good friends or families in fact have been broken down because someone spoke a harsh word to another person and that person now retaliates and that can cause a lot of problems for a family and for any relationship whether it's your friends you know whether it's even with your teachers you need to be careful that you don't speak harsh words but pleasant words in everything you do not those not just those in authority but even those people who you might not like people you know who might be mean to you who might be rude you should still speak pleasant words to them to help them okay so now our last verse is Ephesians 4 verse 29 let no corrupt words proceed out of your mouth but what is good for necessary edification that it may impart grace to the hearers so I'm like talking about how we shouldn't have corrupt words but words that can help others encourage others not like lies and gossip like talking about other people things that can help people yes we should be speaking good words and I think I just want to also point out that you know some of you might have phones or laptops or tablets and you know iPads you know we all have technology anyway of one form or another nowadays and we can you know you can text it with a person that's in a totally different country that's in fact in Australia while you're in England on the, on the other side of the world you can be talking to them from where you are so we also need to be careful the way when we write you know if you're texting someone if you're you know just chatting someone you need to be careful that what you're writing it cannot come across in any way as being rude or as being you know anything that can hurt a person instead we should be edifying we should be helping one, one another in what we say and even in the way we text and chat and we'll call even if you're on a call whatever way whatever you're doing we should always be careful that we are edifying other people that we are helping people in what we say and what we do in Jesus name let we take you for the day let we take you for in Jesus name um, what to say how we say the things we say how we dress and the stuff we've talked about this evening and that we will um, read your scriptures and find out more in Jesus name pray Amen in Jesus name Amen Lord Jesus we thank you for this grateful covenant for all the girls who are here today Lord thank you Lord, for bringing us here Lord Lord Jesus we thank you Lord and not just for my mother Lord we thank you thank you Lord Jesus for bringing us here today and for showing us Lord how to be a girl of good quality Lord help us Lord to use our mouths to use the way we dress to use the way we act and behave to use everything we have to glorify you Lord help us not to be thinking of ourselves all the time but to be thinking of you and how we can glorify you in everything we do Thank you, Lord Jesus, for everything you have done for us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.